Hi, this is episode number two of A Big Picture Relationships. The big picture is the best picture. Today we'll talk in a little more detail about what I mean by the big picture. You'll get to hear about the first time I went to therapy and how that's one of the first places I realized this lesson. And we'll talk about the two different ways this big picture perspective can be used to benefit things that we're going through right now. Thanks for joining us. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. Hello, my friends. Today, I'd like to tell you about the first time I ever went to therapy myself. It really sets the picture for what we're going to talk about everything today as we explore a little bit deeper why the big picture is the best picture. And so picture this. I walk into the counseling office at my university. I was a student, so it was free. And I thought, well, hey, I'm going to be a therapist. I better go try this out. And I walked into what was an intake session. So it wasn't even the therapist I was going to be meeting with. It was um, a graduate student intern who sat down with me And this nice smiling face, this young woman, and she said, tell me a little bit about what is going on for you. So I began, and I'm sure I got a little teary as I explained that I was newly married. We had just moved into an apartment, and I had just started graduate school and was a little bit overwhelmed. And just this conglomeration of things going on for me and and a few more specific struggles. And it's the first time I had ever bared my soul like that to a total stranger. And remember, this was just the intake therapist. She was just taking notes to assign me the best counselor. And after I finished my spiel, she looked at me and with kindness in her eyes said, oh my goodness, you have really gone through some big things lately. That makes a lot of sense that this is, these are some big changes for you. I make sense that you're overwhelmed. I totally hear you and we would be happy to find you somebody to talk to. And she mentioned that starting graduate school was a really big deal and getting married was a huge life change. And in that moment, I feel like a light bulb went on in my head and I I thanked her and I left feeling so much better. And I never even went back for therapy because there was something powerful about somebody normalizing where I was at, giving validation to the fact that these were some big changes. And basically she was saying that in the big picture, these were big events and it makes sense that I was struggling to adjust to them. And just hearing that for me myself made so much sense that I was struggling and that there, it also painted the picture that there was light at the end of the tunnel. If I just kept trying, kept going, kept figuring this out. And I did, it was really gratifying to hear. So this exactly paints the idea of why the big picture, stepping back from what we're hyper-focused on, what we're right in the midst of the mess of, stepping back gives a more clear view and some better direction about what we're going through. In that example, for me, hearing a big picture perspective helped me relax a little bit and know that I wasn't crazy and that things would be just fine if I just kept at it. So I did. I kept at it. So bigger picture. What exactly does that mean? It's kind of an abstract idea. And really the best way I can think to describe what I mean is that it is something bigger than what you see immediately in front of you. And I think that can take the form of two 
different sort of definitions. That number one, the bigger picture is about a timeline. Picture the day you were born and then picture this big long line, long line drawing out to the end of your life. Let's just say you have 80 years. We have an average of 80 years. Um, that's a big long line. So a day, a month, a week, even a year is not super important in that big long spectrum. And being able to know that some of these things happen for a small time on this timeline helps us understand, normalize, be more patient. For example, a timeline big picture perspective, I'll tell you another story. My oldest daughter was three years old and it was time for her to join all the other children in our ward, all the primary children to sing up in front of the congregation, up on the stage behind the pulpit. This happens at least once a year where all the little children get up and sing for their parents and it takes the entire hour of church. So it was her first time doing that. She stood up on the stage and sang her little heart out. And when it was time to sit down, instead of going and sitting in her seat like all the other little children, she walked over and climbed up in the lap of our bishop, who is like the pastor of our congregation. And she sat there touching his face and talking to him and whispering in his ear. And people all around me were giggling because this is not the norm this cute little three-year-old was just supposed to sit in her seat. Well, it came time for the next song and she stood up and I out in the audience thought, okay, this time she'll go sit in her seat. But when the song was over, you better believe that she went to another of the clergymen up on the stage and sat in their lap and talked to them and touched their face and whispered with them. And, you know, there were more titters and giggling going on around me. And this repeated for the entire musical program of that of the congregation and I being the mother being you know in my late 20s but really perfectionist at the time cried I was so embarrassed I really think back and and my cute husband leaned over he's like it's fine people think she's hilarious it's adorable but I was so wrapped up in that moment of how overwhelmed I was that why didn't my daughter understand social norms and how could she be doing this and embarrassing me and why hadn't I taught her better and it was I was totally overwhelmed in the moment flooded sitting there crying and now as I look back on it in this big picture my daughter doesn't do that anymore she figured out social norms she stands when she's supposed to sits where she's supposed to when it's her turn to be up on the stand and if I had only had a bigger timeline perspective in my mind that day, I would have enjoyed what really, in hindsight, was an adorable moment. People still talk about it at times. That time that she sat on the bishop's lap instead of sitting with the other primary children. Now, fast forward a decade to an older, wiser Elena. And when I'm sitting in church, watching across the room as my youngest son is playing with his church tie, stuffing it in his mouth, stuffing it down his shirt, zipping it up and down. And it is driving me crazy, really. It's one of those times that I'm like, are you kidding me? He's making a fool of himself. He's distracted. Other kids around him are paying attention. And all I want to do is jump across the room and grab that tie and rip it. I can tell myself, hold on, Elena, timeline, big picture. This is a cute little six-year-old. This is what they do. He won't always do this. He is not going to grow up and be a 15-year-old boy still playing with his tie and embarrassing himself. And in the big picture, this little moment doesn't matter enough for me to get upset about and to risk hurting the relationship by being the mean mom and taking away his tie in front of his kids. So maybe a silly example, but keeping that 
big long timeline and the fact that these are small moments we see before us and trying to check ourselves and realize how much they matter in the big long scope of things gives a lot of perspective and kind of relaxation to moments that otherwise might stress us out. Now, the big picture is also bigger than what you see before you where information is concerned. There, like when when something is overwhelming us in the moment, it's important to step back and say, what am I missing? What information could add to this picture? And it might be biology. It might be something happening in the body. For example, I go into flight mode when I get flooded or overwhelmed or when someone is really angry with me or frustrated with me, my biology kicks in. I I kid you not, my chemicals are so powerful that I want to flee, get away from the situation. In fact, the last time my husband was really angry and I don't even remember what it was about, but it was, you know, one of those fights that is just a big deal and kind of ruins the whole Saturday. And I went and grabbed a book and a water bottle and a snack and I went down to my basement guest room slash office and I locked myself in there and I was prepared to wait out the rest of the day hiding in my little office with a book and some snacks and really as soon as I calmed down I thought this is ridiculous this is and I really recognize this is absolutely my flight mode kicking in and in the big picture that fight wasn't that big a deal this is biology taking over And it made all the difference in not ruining that Saturday. Now, other information that might add to a picture is, let's say, family patterns. You have, if you're married or if you have a partnership, you have other family patterns around you that dictate how the people that you live with act. You may even have roommates whose family patterns provide information that will help you understand them. For example, I had a friend who grew up in a family where the door bedroom doors were always open. Even at nighttime, they slept with their doors cracked open. It was just a communal sense of being together as a family. The only time doors were closed in her family is when people were mad. A closed door was a sign of anger. Leave me alone. Stay away. So then she married into a family where the doors of her in-law's house were always closed. Bedroom doors were closed. And... She felt like people would go into the rooms and just be angry. And it really took a while to recognize, okay, hold on a minute. Big picture. This is just a family pattern. People aren't angry with me or upset. It's they shut their doors for quiet or for privacy, not because they're angry. And so silly example, but those family patterns, um, other patterns around us are also part of the bigger picture. Really to ask yourself in a moment that something is you're struggling with or isn't going right to step back and say, Hey, what additional information can be added to the situation? And, or ask yourself, where does this situation fit in an entire lifespan? Those two questions are really powerful and help grant a big picture perspective. And I'm going to go a slightly different direction here because as I look at these big picture notes, this is way too much to fit into one episode. So let me give you a grand overall story picture of a way that this big picture perspective was impressed upon me lately. And then we'll have a part two where we really dig into how this applies to relationships. Recently for work, I was in Miami and a local that we were meeting with told us that we had to go see Wynwood Walls 
which was something we'd not heard of. I knew we had to go visit the Art Deco district, you know, all the Miami vice lights and fluorescence. But she said, you have to see Wynwood Walls. It's this cool area. Everybody goes to get photos there, senior pictures. And I, being a photographer, of course, had to see that. So walking all these streets were beautiful images, pictures, buildings that were painted, sides of buildings, murals in graffiti-like style. But anyway, just look it up. I'll post a few pictures. This isn't what this episode's about, so I'll go on to my point here. There was a whole section of this Wynwood Walls area that was chiseled into the side of a white building. And chiseled as in they pulled out scraps of stucco. I can just imagine like hammers and chisels and all these slashes and gashes in the walls that up close were textured real and three-dimensional and When you looked at them up close, it was nonsensical. There were gashes and slashes in the white stucco that had then been filled in with gray cement in this sloppy job that up close, if you were to look at a square couple of feet, made no sense at all. But when you stepped way, way back, not even way back, five feet back, ten feet back from this wall, you saw images, you saw the most beautiful faces full of detail, eyes and noses and chins, and there's an elderly face and a young face and a haggard face. And I will post a picture in the show notes, but as you stepped away from all these gashes and slashes and up close, kind of visceral, gross pieces of the wall, the most beautiful image came together. This is one more great example of how the big picture perspective works in our own lives. Up close, when we hyper-focus on things, when we get fixated on what's going on right now, what's hard, what's bugging us, things we don't know, ways other people are hurting us, when we get too close to it, it consumes us. And it too is ugly and visceral and causes great anxiety or angst or sadness. But when we can metaphorically take a step back five feet, 10 feet, when we can back up and look for a big picture perspective in these two ways that I've talked about. Number one, if we can look at where this fits on a timeline in our entire lifespan, some of those gashes and slashes and ugly or hard things might make a little more sense, or they might simply get into perspective where they are not such a big deal to us. And then second, if we can see from a little bit further away We see context for the things that are going on now. We can see patterns. We can see biology. We can see other reasons that contribute to why these gashes and slashes and hard things are in our life and or how they contribute to a bigger picture of what's going on for us. How many of you, when you look back at your past, can see something really hard that happened for you? And now that you're looking back at it, you can see how that forever changed the course of who you are as a person? or refined you in ways that made you the person you are today. I like to think all of us have moments like that. I have half a dozen of them that I can look back and think, man, that was awful, or that was really hard, or it sucked, or I thought I was drowning. But now that I look back on that with some perspective, that absolutely shaped me and made me who I am now. When we can look at a bigger perspective, whether it's this timeline that I'm talking about, or the data surrounding what's going on for us to give us a little bit more context for what's happening. All the struggles, all the challenges, all the gashes and slashes and awful ugly spots marring our pristine white stuccoed wall fit a little better and can actually come together to be something very beautiful. 
I will close there. I am going to leave you in the show notes a worksheet that I have created in case you are wondering still what this big picture idea has to do with you. I've created a worksheet that walks you through what I might do in session if we were together. If you brought me a struggle, especially a relationship struggle, we would walk through it in a big picture perspective sort of way. And so if you go to the show notes, you can download for free what that is and and walk yourself through it. I'd love to hear how that goes for you. Tune in to part two of the big picture is the best picture to hear a little bit more specifically about how this applies to relationships and more stories from me, of course. All right, my happy hack for today is to name one day of the week as a certain meal that your family loves. Maybe you're an epic meal planner. If so, then this hack is not for you. But for someone like me who struggles, I don't love to cook, and I have big goals to meal plan, and I just never get around to it. So at my house, we have Spaghetti Monday. And on Spaghetti Monday, that's what we have for dinner. My whole family loves it. It's my husband's favorite food. That one day of the week, I absolutely know that we've, we always have in our house ground beef and a few cans of our favorite spaghetti sauce and noodles galore. And even if I know nothing else that we'll eat for the week, we make a big pot of spaghetti on Spaghetti Monday. And that lasts us for one great night and a few leftovers as well. So pick a meal your family loves, name it as a night of the week, whether it's Spaghetti Monday or, hey, you could expand that Taco Tuesday and on and on. Good luck with that in feeding yourself and your families. And thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders. And join the Big Picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.